Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm, 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 sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, it's Jess. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Hi, it's Jen. Welcome, everyone. All right, we've got a hell of an interview today. We have been chasing this woman down for probably at least a few years now, but she has been in LA. Well, a um, you know, I I I I don't even like to say silver lining, but one of the effects of this horrible pandemic is we have moved on to a virtual recording system, and now we bring you the amazing, brilliant makeup artist, Patty DeBroff. I know. It was like, I, I actually looked back as I was booking this interview and I was like, there were multiple times, I don't even know if she was aware of this, where you and I would be like, oh, is she going to be in New York for work? Or like, do we have an mm-hmm. open week and schedules weren't colliding? Patty, we are so excited to have you. 
Where do we even start? So Patty Duroff, she moved to New York right after high school. We talked about that. She worked at Bergdorf Goodman's. Um, she went on to work at, we didn't get a chance to mention this, but she went on to work at MTV Studios in the 80s. She was the go-to makeup artist for one of Jess's favorite shows. All right, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but Cindy Crawford's House of Style is like- Brilliant. Oh my God. Oh my God. Up there and you're like, if you want to get to know Jess Matlin- Dig into that show. Like that show basically, sh- I mean, it's, it MTV shaped me, but like House of Style, absolutely. <laughs> Ugh, Cindy Crawford with her big mic. You know, there's so much great beauty. Con- oh my God, I might have to DM Patty after this and talk about it. I know, Sorry. I forgot to mention it during the interview and I knew, like we knew this about her, but anyway. Google Naomi, Naomi Campbell's Zit Cream House of Style. Just Google it, Google it, Google it. Okay, oh, bye. Yeah, such a great show. Anyway, in the early 2000s, Patty moved from N- NYC, New York City to LA and she began building a larger celebrity clientele, which we talk about. What is a celebrity makeup artist any- anymore? What does that even mean? But right now, um, it's just some of her clients. I mean, she's worked with everybody. Margot Robbie, Priyanka Chopra, Laura Dern, Melissa McCarthy, so many others. Plus, she shot with like every big photographer you could think of. Annie Leibovitz, Tom Monroe, Mark Seliger, so many other greats. We are so thrilled to catch up with her, and we hope you enjoyed the interview uh, and the love she gave our skin with, with this interview. So enjoy it, everyone. Okay, so we're here with Patty Dubroff, which is super exciting. Truly, I mean, you've been on our radar for like a f- decade or more, but we haven't had a chance to have you on the podcast. We're so excited to have you. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you. I am so happy to finally be here. I know it's so great. Okay, I feel like I know your work so well, but I want to get to know Patty a little better. Will you paint us a picture of like pre-makeup artist Patty? Like before, you know, all of us beauty editors know you. What were you like growing up? Was like beauty always a part of your life? Um, well, I grew up in New Jersey. Well, I'm German originally, and I grew up in New Jersey. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I had my eye on New York City, and I definitely remember at 10 years old being completely obsessed with my mother's makeup station. And she wasn't like a, a, a great, you know, makeup lover, but she had a few nice things. And that's where I would want to hang out all the time. If it wasn't at that table, it was like with coloring books. I was always coloring or at the makeup table. And I remember at 10 years old thinking, I want to do this when I grow up, being the stuff in front of me, the makeup stuff, but I didn't know it was a job because back then it was not a known career. Um, So it was interesting because I was just very drawn to it. And then as I, you know, I would, I would put makeup on my mother and then my mother's friends and then my friends and then school events and plays and dances and anything I could do to like do the makeup for people. Um, Still didn't really know it was a job until I moved to New York City. And then, you know, I I started to kind of figure out, oh, besides working at a makeup counter, which I, my first job in New York that I got was at a makeup counter, I started to sniff around and realize, oh, there's other ways to do this too. And, um, which was assisting and music and et cetera, et cetera. But like young, I... I, I really was drawn to the things, the beauty things. And, um, and I was the girl that people would go to when they wanted to look better. So there was yeah. that. You didn't just work at a makeup counter. You worked at like 
You've Bergdorf's. seen Laurent, right? Yeah, Bergdorf's. Yeah, Bergdorf's, no less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. well, my first job was at Bloomingdale's um, spraying perfume. And after one day, <laughs> had a huge headache and was like, no, uh-huh. I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. No, thank you. Can't do that. And then I um, I went to Bergdorf's and I, I might have fibbed a little bit to get my job. Um, it's amazing they didn't really check it out, but I kind of fibbed and said I had experience. They couldn't Google you back then, so exactly. you were safe. <laughs> yeah, and I was young. I was really young at that counter. I think I was 19. So how, that, oh, this is when I feel like you could move to New York and just move to New York without really, you just moved to New York and decided you wanted to work at a counter? Yeah, and I would work at a counter by day, and by night I would work, I worked at restaurants, um, waitressing or dancing on the bar at a, at a club, <laughs> you know, there was that. Okay. Um, yeah. Various things. <laughs> you so know, you, pe- to you pieced it together. You pieced it mm-hmm. together. Okay. I did. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot that happened in between, but you know, you're a makeup artist working at a counter. Um, I'm sure you didn't exactly think that, you know, the counter at Yves Saint Laurent, suddenly you're going to be jumping to um, celebrity makeup artists, but that's oh God, really no. what happened. So how did uh, you... Well, it was not a sudden like, jump for sure. <laughs> We're talking no, like no. decades, decades of jumping. Decades, I mean, decades. well, maybe, maybe, well, actually maybe not decades. I mean, I kind of within a few years started assisting and then in that environment was being around celebrities, supermodels at the time, and then celebrities. Yeah. So so there was exposure, but um, yeah, it took a long time until the celebrity quote-unquote makeup artist thing happened, which I have a little bit of a, a an issue with that term, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but no, no tell, tell us about it because, you know, I when I think about... Um, you know, your career, I definitely, I, I, I don't think that, oh, Patty Justice is a celebrity makeup artist. That's all she is because you have this, you know, a really wide spanning career, but you definitely work with a lot of celebrities. But I'm sure when you started out, you weren't like, you know what, my goal is to work with like the most A-list Oscar winning celebrities. And that's my main goal. You really are an artist. But how did, um, you know, kind of ha- how did, how did this happen? <laughs> um. Well, it took a long time. Um, I, I, well, I guess the the kind of cut. To and the I do want to hear your. I do want to, and I do want to hear your issue with with that term because I'm really interested okay. in that. Yeah, um, the cut to the chase to get to working with Hollywood celebrity that thing. Um, mm-hmm. In the, I guess it was the early 2000s. I was struggling as a makeup artist, and. Um, and I wasn't really doing fashion because I didn't really fit in. It wasn't it wasn't the right fit for me. Although I under, I like fashion, I don't live for fashion, right? Um, yeah. And I but I did start noticing that I would get booked with actresses when they were appearing on fashion magazine covers or you know within fashion magazines. So I started to notice that correlation. Also, coincidentally, at that time. I was living in New York and my, I guess he was my, he was my husband already. Yeah, we were already married, but we lived on two different coasts. He lived in LA and I lived in New York. And we were trying to figure out how we were going to 
live on the same in the same place, but I did not yeah. want to be an LA makeup artist because mm-hmm. at that point they were kind of just just like regarded as not so cool, right? I was really holding on to my New York cool factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, started noticing more and more actresses that I'm working with in the fashion realm in New York. So it was really that like, well, wait, if this is the direction that my career is just kind of taking me, why don't I do it over there in LA so we can be together and let's try. Um, So that's what led me to Los Angeles um, already, you know, having a a few kind of um, known faces like, you know, in my, in my, under my belt or whatever. And then that's when those doors really opened up. So it was, um, it was in tandem. The, the sign of the time was changing with who was appearing in magazines and, you know, advertising and all of that. But then additionally, additionally, it was for my life for my relationship. Okay. So this is just to be clear. Um, this is when actresses started replacing all the models on the covers, but, um, also was it, you know, your relationships with these art, with these, you know, artists, um, with these actresses, or was it like your aesthetic? Cause you said you weren't a fashion person. I just don't know if everyone who's listening knows Mm -hmm. really the difference between a fashion makeup artist and what a celebrity makeup artist means. So like, just can you be clear about what your aesthetic was? Yeah, I think it's a combination of my aesthetic that I I really am about just making a woman look like the most beautiful version of herself and not trying to turn her into a foreign entity, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. That's really where I'm drawn. It's like, how do I make this person like the most beautiful version of her and make her feel like the most beautiful version of her? as opposed to the fashion world where it was more like, oh, you be quiet. It doesn't matter what you want. I'm going to create you. I'm going to create on you, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So there was that. And then I guess it was also my, I guess my, my manner in that, like, I'm, I'm kind of a nurturer. I'm like, I care. So maybe that had something to do with I don't know. I, I don't know about the personality part, but it was I definitely the aesthetic. No, I think the personality part, we talked about this with artists, Jen. I mean, would you agree? We talk about this with the artists a lot. Like, what does it take to succeed? And I feel like before the artistry even comes up, a lot of artists have been like, it's the vibe. It's the chemistry. It's not, it's it's the relationships with other artists on set before even the they say their craft or technique comes yeah. up. Yeah. But Patty, you didn't, Go, go back for a second, though, to we put celebrity makeup artists. Truly, when I wrote the question, I put it in these air quotes that, mm-hmm. like, don't get conveyed. What's your, what's your, not problem, but what, what do you think of that title? Well, I'm going to ask you, what does it mean to be a celebrity makeup artist? See, it's funny because sometimes I think some people, not you, use it as like, I myself am now a celebrity. That's how famous <laughs> of a makeup artist I am. You know what I mean? And then, and then you look at their client list and you're like, who's the celebrity? <laughs> and then, but for you, I just think of it as like, like Jess was saying, like a lot of your work happens to be on people who are what we would call, you know, celebrities in the entertainment industry. So, so that's exactly yeah. my issue is that it, it <laughs> there is really, it's, it's kind of, that term is just kind of thrown around very yeah, loosey yeah. goosey. And if anyone calls me a celebrity makeup artist, I'm going to be really clear to say, I work with celebrities. 
I don't aim to be yeah. a celebrity. Um, right, right, right. I thankfully, you know, blessedly have, you know, acquired some, you know, acknowledgement for what I do. So, okay, you can start to, you know, eat it over to that celebrity title, but I would never call myself a celebrity makeup artist, you know, speaking about myself. I wouldn't, Are I actually. Celebrity podcasters, we have celebrities on and now it's, you're right. Absolutely. It feels very weird. Yeah. I, I always ask specifically, don't call me that. Yeah. I, I say, do yeah. not call me that. Do not say that. I'm a makeup artist. The end. Okay. And so who were some of the people that like helped you hone your craft, like inspired you and taught you as you were coming up in this uh, industry? I was so lucky to be in New York City um, and then Paris and and a real hustler as an assistant. So I I really, I, I assisted, I wouldn't say everyone, but I assisted many people. Um, the first person I assisted was Bobby Brown on a fashion show. She did shows way back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, I assisted Kevin Aquan a few times. And I assisted Francois Nars for a longer time. I was his first assistant for um, about a, I guess I was first assistant for about a year and a half. And um, mm-hmm. and then I was his like kind of show assistant for time beyond that. So Francois was huge. Um, and then when I moved to Paris or I moved to Paris, I assisted Stefan Murray on shows. Um, I learned so much from Stefan and, um, I assisted Linda Cantello on shows. I assisted Mary Greenwell on. Sh- I assisted Mary Greenwell on shows, wow. and then also like I would assist her. You on just literally shows. name check for anybody who wants to do their homework on makeup artistry, like, <laughs> like the grades, ten I of the grades. Them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope I'm not missing anyone. But those, yeah, I think those are the main ones. So by observing those incredible artists, um, yeah. I think it really helped me figure out who I was. You know, like what I liked. I liked how Francois did this and I liked how Stefan did that and Linda's use of color and Mary's kind of, uh, you know, her, 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 her ability to um, really kind of bring out the feminine, but also in a very strong way. Like I, I found something in all of that and, and, you know, I just found my own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky I got to assist those people. It's I know it's um, I know it's rare. I really want to talk to you about your work with Margot Robbie because I think it's just absolutely beautiful, and you've been working with her for some time. How many years have you been working with her now? Uh, I think it's about four. Okay, it's about four. Yeah, which it seems much longer. But um, it does seem longer because you do so much work together and, you know, on press tours and whatnot. Um, And for anyone who follows your Instagram and if you're listening, I urge you to, because you really, you know, you just churn out so much content um, because of, you know, how many looks you guys create together. It is super inspiring. I love it. Can you tell me about that relationship? Um, Certainly not like the personal relationship, but just that working relationship because she seems to really trust you and it seems like it's different than just... Give me the smoky I'm, eye. I'm afraid. I'm afraid <laughs> to say celebrity makeup artist and client. But like between the average sort of makeup artist and you know client, it seems like it's a collaboration. 
It, absolutely. But it's a collaboration um, beyond just her and I. It's a collaboration with the entire team. So I don't want to yeah. just so um, what's that like? take credit. Um, well, all right. There's so many layers to it. I'll start with, with Margot. When I first met her, um, I was super excited because, you know, she was, you know, this up and coming it girl um, at that point. And, you know, definitely one with a career that was about to explode. And the beauty is incredible. And I remember the first um, red carpet we did together, the first look I gave her, she looked in the mirror and she went, that's exactly how I used to do my makeup in high school. That was my comfort (laughs) zone. And because, you know, when you don't know someone's face, you have to kind of figure it out fast, you know, and hope you get it right and hope it photographs like you're hoping it will. So there was that. That kind of went, oh, okay, good. And then and then it evolved. What was the makeup like? um, It was like um, it was a black. It was like I left the top lid totally empty just with some mascara. And I did a lot of black on the inner rim and the bottom lash line. Um, uh-huh. so it was like an under smoky thing. And, and sure. she commented, oh, that's how I used to do my makeup. Cause I didn't know what else to do. And, and, and I still love that. It was the premiere of, um, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Right. Right? right. I think so. With yeah. Tina that was Faye. the first, yeah, that was the first premiere. So, um, and then as, as you know, we had opportunities to do other things, um, yeah, there was a trust that was built in in like, you know, me using my, in, you know, using my instinct. But the way that she came to me, I think that it was already set up that she was excited to explore a bit because um, she was really a fan of a, a lot of Kate Bosworth's red carpet looks. And when she looked into who did these Kate Bosworth red carpet looks that she liked over and over. It was me that, you know, was attached to it. So that's where, that's how she even got to me in the first place because of of noticing my work on another actress that she, you know, really um, loved, loved the way she looked. Yeah. So, um, and then with creating looks, you know, it's really dependent on, um, it's obviously dependent on the event. You know, we're not going to push any boundaries where it's not appropriate, but when it is appropriate, um, it's a team collaboration. It's like, really, it starts with, it starts with the where and the what, and then it's the, what is she wearing? And then from there, you know, it's ideas and, and being thrown around and, um, and everyone's voice being heard. But, um, you know, Marga really understands the power of makeup for transformation. And she loves it. She loves the dress. She loves dress up. And I wouldn't say not dress up like just for a red carpet. She loves dress up just as a, as a means of expression. So that's where, you know, when we get to play in public, it's pretty fun. Is there anybody, so Margo's one of your longtime clients is there are there any you've done so many Kate you just said one and and in our when we started this interview we listed off a whole bunch for everyone but is there anyone whose makeup you'd love to do that you haven't yet um I mean I always had Beyonce on my like oh my god list um you know she's incredibly beautiful um Hmm. <laughs> okay, we'll put that out into the universe for yeah, you. And you know what? If it's not meant to be, it's meant to be for someone else too. I, I kind of yeah. stopped 
having, I mean, it's, it's amazing to dream, but it's also okay to know, like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's not meant for you, it's meant for someone else, you know, kind of vibe. I mean, I'm working with Maya Rudolph next week. I have always wanted to work with Maya Rudolph. I am so excited. Um, I, I totally love her, her work and I love, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Oh my God. I'm, and I'm so fangirling funny. over here just hearing about it. And yes, her love beauty. Her. <laughs> I love her beauty. I love the way she presents herself. So I'm super excited. Oh, so that's, that's like someone new, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't really think of others. I, I, uh, I guess I should no, no, maybe that's... put more things out in the universe. No, no, no. I, I feel, like your philosophy. Yeah. Of, I like that. If it, if it's meant to be, it'll be, and it comes, and you seem to have a very um, balanced way of thinking about this crazy entertainment industry that you somehow fell into, you know? It's crazy. It is so crazy, so, this world. <laughs> can you explain something else about this world? And I, I'm really excited because we haven't spoken about this aspect for almost 300 episodes now, and we're finally, like, breaking <gasps> down this fundamental. Congratulations. Almost, yeah. You're like, oh, I think wow. it's like two, it's 280-something. But wow. Break down this fundamental aspect of the industry. You work with Chanel, right? Mm -hmm. You have had a Chanel contract for a long time. What does it mean for an artist like yourself to work with Chanel and have the Chanel contract? Just what, what does that entail? Um, does it mean you can't work I, with anybody else? Is your whole kit Chanel? Like, what if you're spotted using another brush? Like, does somebody smack it out of your hand from Chanel? Like, what does that? <laughs> what does this really mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm super grateful for um, the Chanel family bringing me in. And um, just to clarify, it isn't a very long time I've been with them. I I've only been under contract. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, it was like four years. We've had. Or so. No, it, this is only the second year, amazingly. Oh, really? But, I actually thought it was longer. I did. Maybe yeah. I just see your name associated with them because you've been using the products yeah. for so long. Well, yeah, maybe that's I've, why. I've been a fr I've been a friend of the brand for years and for okay. many years. And what that means okay, what is does like, friend of the brand mean? Can you break that yeah, down? That, too? <laughs> yeah, that means um, for various red carpet opportunities, I've worked with them for sponsorship. Um, so there would be an attachment in that way. So I think it was the high profile things you were seeing made one assume that it was a, uh, you know, a, 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 a marriage, right? Um, right, right. But, but it was more of just, a, you know, an occasional kind of, you know, like we were dating, you know, but we were like, you know, we really were into each other. So <laughs> is that. it like an actress? Maybe she was wearing Chanel. Not so necessarily. Chanel was like, okay, we... It Not doesn't even have to be she's wearing the fashion. No, no. But they were like, you're going to love Patty. She's going to use our products and do this event with you. Well, what happened was, and I'm going to like backtrack a little, about eight, uh, 17 years ago, I uh, was um, put under contract with Dior, right? And I'm, get, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going back. And it was specifically for, in it initially, for my red carpet relationships. So at that time, I was working with Naomi Watts a lot, and she was... Um, on track to be nominated for an Oscar. And, and the, the team back then saw the opportunities of using the face as another place to um, show viewers an inside look into what goes on behind the scenes of a red carpet. It was all very new back then. I mean, 17 mm -hmm. years ago, it was a new way of, of presenting beauty. 
So um, I was super lucky that this person, this team saw the the potential there. And at that point, I was put under um, a bigger contract with Dior. And I was, um, I worked with them in marketing and education and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of the things that I was super excited and interested in, um, which is um, educating makeup artist teams mm-hmm. and and then giving input on development and things like that. Um, so that was years ago. And then that contract, um, well, then that time with them kind of like it, it, it finished because I wanted to attempt to uh, create my own line. And so I left that that opportunity to like work on something else. And that line never really, never came to fruition. Um, other things came about because of it. And then I was put under contract with another brand, Clarins, for a little blip. And then that was didn't really work out for whatever reasons, you know, whatever, or not didn't work out. It just timed out. And then I was put under contract with another brand, Laura Mercier. And that was a couple of years. And, and I got to really, again, dive deep into what I loved, education, um, and uh, as well as being a front face for red carpets and stuff like that. So now with Laura Mercier finishing, then I was free agent again, and I was able to work with different brands for different red carpet opportunities. And the brand, you know, they are, the brands would be approached based on the talent that you're working with and what the event is and if it makes sense. And your agent would do that for you. They'd be like, Patty's working with so-and-so. Yes. Do you want to be involved? Yes, totally. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. and and it you'll also have potentially opportunities to work with brand, uh, skincare brands and brands that mm. are tools or you know yeah tools. Oh you know, yes, we'll like get that. into tools. There's we so know you things, love yeah. you love a tool. <laughs> I love a tool. <laughs> um, so within our agency, we have a like a a, a really powerful branding department you know, with branding and sponsorships because it is and so... And this is Forward? Yeah. What's forward. your agency? Forward, yeah. Okay. yeah. And, um, you know, most agencies see that that's a really important um, kind of place of opportunity for artists, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially during the pandemic, maybe one of the only op- places of opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah. so back to Chanel. So I was... Um, you know, dating and Chanel and then steady dating Chanel. And, and then, of course, with Margot becoming an ambassador for Chanel, it really made sense that and there she was, was already a right. regular client. Um, yeah. She was already a regular client. And then she was um, chosen as one of the ambassadors. And so with that, it made sense that um, there was like complete synergy. And of course, I mean, Chanel's one of the best beauty brands in on the planet. And and the team is, I mean, you guys know, couldn't be a better team. So right. I just yeah. feel like I'm, I feel like the, like, like one of the luckiest girls in the world to be part of Team Chanel. know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call, what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring, and I'll tell you what needs to go under them, honey love. 
I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the Honey Love Super Power Short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honey Love. Guys, I have to admit, I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things. And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach so I can buy a couple of things. Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury. You like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is a lot. I guess you're right, you're right. Load up your cart though. At Quince, it's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us. And me, for example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European linen sheet set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash fatmascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash fatmascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon 
grapefruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm-mm-mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. also great. It's not just a color line. There's skincare. And I know mm-hmm. I want to talk about this with you a little bit. You sometimes I'm like, is she is Patty secretly an esthetician or got her license and we don't know? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you seem to pay almost as much attention to skincare as makeup when you're doing someone's makeup when you're doing your own. Um, when did that start for you in your career? Have you always been obsessed with skin as well as color? I've always been obsessed with skin. And I've always been the girl who like will I mean, I don't get facials all the time. I used to, whatever, get facials all the time, but really paid attention to my skin. And then when I was having my skin worked on, it would be like chatting a mile a minute with whoever it was. Um, I yeah. used to see Marcia Kilgore when she was, um, oh, yeah. she was a face, she was my facialist when it was out of her apartment before Bliss. Wow. was a thing. I mean, you know, so so it goes way back, but I would just chat, 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 chat and ask a million questions and really notice like, oh, when my skin has been freshly loved, everything looks better. So how can I bring that to my clients? And it was really also like me getting older, realizing that if I put makeup on my skin that hadn't been loved, you know, let's say loved because it manipulated Uh whatever you want to call it. Um, It all just kind of lays flat and just would seem flat, but give it the love and then everything looked better. So it was like in tandem with me aging and seeing that those things really made a big difference personally. And then um, tiptoeing around what was appropriate for me to integrate with clients, because here's the deal. I'm hired as a makeup artist. I'm not hired to like, you know, people are, are not, maybe now they're getting more used to it because people are doing a lot more um, tools and prep and all that stuff. But initially, you know, if you would go in and start massaging someone's face, they'd be like, oh, what's this? You're here to do makeup, you know? So I had to find <laughs> my comfort zone with that. And um, and it started, you know, with tools and then my hands felt comfortable And then it expanded to lots of other fun things. (laughs) Yeah, you said we have to give the face some love. Mm -hmm. What's love entail? Like if you get, I know sometimes you have three hours with the client. Sometimes you have like 45 minutes. So if if you only have a little bit of time, like what's your skincare like prep that's a must that now today when they are used to skincare, you always do before you start makeup? Um, Yeah. You know, I would have said a couple of years ago, a sheet mask. Now I'm like, okay. eh, not enough love. That's just like, that's like, not enough love. That's my no. favorite quote. Oh my God. <laughs> um, it's really, it's, it's whether it's uh, using um, a face roller from Refab or a microcurrent from Zip or New Face. It's like, it's, it's doing something that's manually um, giving more stimulation circulation oxygenation to the skin. 
because I'm a big and you really notice in, a difference. Oh my god, you can do one side. I love this like parlor game. Do one side of the face, call everyone <laughs> over and say which side was done, and everyone's like, oh, "Wow!" Because it's like it, it's almost. I don't want to use. Well, I'm not going to use that example, but it can be so extreme. The difference of one side that's been loved versus the other side that has still just a little lax, hasn't yet been loved. What do you, what do you put on before you're, you're doing your tools? Do you yeah. have like a, a go-to serum now that you're not doing a sheet mask or whatever? Um, usually, well, it depends. Like sometimes I'll use the uh, zip. When I use the zip, I'll use the zip um, uh, gel. I like, yeah. she has a new one, the crystal gel, because it's all organic and it's very for, good for gentle. But um, Kate Bosworth turned me on to uh, a silver gel that is, um, I get on Amazon and it's like a colloidal silver gel. And mm. using that gel with the tools, because you need a conductor, a basic, sorry, right. with, a, with a microcurrent whether the zip, the new face, you need a conductor. So some people would use aloe vera because it's natural, but it gets really sticky and it peels. Thick. Oh, God. And thick, yeah. and it starts to peel and, it, yeah, and it dries out fast. The silver oh, is a nice, the silver gel is really nice. Um, That's the kind of love we want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then when it's just using rollers, it can be... Um, you know, a little bit of oil or a little bit of moisturizer. It doesn't need as much, um, you know, conduction. I've been really enjoying following along with you during the pandemic because you've posted a lot of, you know, great videos and we've been talking a lot about like beauty routines and you actually dyed your hair purple at one point. I feel like uh, everybody else was like turning inwards and whatever. And Patty's like, nope, going purple. You're going to go crazy. You, you've been experimenting I more. I want to think that we're coming out of the pandemic. Like I I I'm really want to think mm-hmm. that we're like moving, we're into the transition phase. But I do want to talk about like your pandemic beauty routines. Right. And let's talk about that purple. <sighs> that purple. Okay, that purple... I think was the result of um, definite going stir crazy and um, and and yeah, feeling stir crazy and also feeling like, fuck it. Why not? Like there's never yeah. another time or there hopefully will never be another time or, you know, but there is no time like right now to just like throw myself into something weird as fuck. And, um, <laughs> and what it came from is the, the year before or months before, um, I was at a party where we all kind of wore these crazy wigs and it was, you know, part of the, part of the deal. And someone who I really respect in the fashion world said to me, oh my God, you should dye your hair some color. It would be so fantastic. She's like peach or pink or whatever. So I had that in my head. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll just do something weird at home, peach or pink. And I wrote to my colorist and I asked her, um, okay, I'm going to do this. And she was like, oh boy. Um, she's like, do not Who's do Who's your pink. colorist? Her name is Leanne and she's at Chris McMillan. Okay. And she's the person who took me from brunette to blonde uh, years ago. And that's a whole other story. And that that's because I was having brain surgery. I left the brunette oh realm. 
whatever. That's another story. So she said, do not do peach. And I really wanted to do peach. Um, but she said that I, she's like, do not do anything co- co- uh, warm. Sorry. Don't do warm oh, because we're always trying okay. to get the warmth out of your hair. We're trying to keep it to the cool side because I want it as cool mm. as possible. She's like, don't give me trouble down the line with a couple of red and yellow molecules. <laughs> exactly that. So, um, so purple it was, and I was not expecting it to be as vibrant as it was, and it was a bit <laughs> shocking. Did you feel different? Like, what, what? Tell us about like your your mood change. Like, what was? I what felt would, kind like, of badass. Like? like, I felt badass, and like when I would go out on my walks, very Suicide Squad of you. <laughs> I would go out on my walks, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I feel like I just felt it felt kind of like um, almost like warrior spirit, like." Yeah, yeah, you know, and then um, I couldn't. And then after a short amount of time, I was washing it twice a day to try to get it out because <laughs> I was like, get <laughs> this out, get this out. I got really sick of it fast um, because it was yeah. really vibrant and beautiful for the first couple of days. And then it kind of started to fade into this like purple dishwater yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sad. But, I liked the fading too. I felt like I watched your face and your hair as the pandemic went on. I was like, oh, where's Patty today? Oh, God. Because <laughs> you, you were posting more of yourself, I think, than you ever have. Yeah, be, for sure. Maybe because you weren't out on doing tours and things, but I, I liked it. It gave me like, I don't know, I felt a sense of community with my beauty brethren, you oh, know? thank you. Um, it's definitely a weird thing to be putting yourself out there on social media and, um, and, and it's, um, it's been a, like a year, a learning curve for the past year, figuring out how I can do it in a way that feels like it's going to help and inspire others. Um, and, and not make me feel like I'm just some, you know, narcissist. <laughs> well, no, what, I, yeah. yeah. What do you, like, do you, what's the narcissistic aspect? I, I, I totally understand what you mean. Like completely do. Like, is it, once you put it out there, you feel like, oh, like that was too much? Or is it the feedback that you get? Like, do you feel yeah, like you have is to put really yourself positive. out there? Well, I do have to put myself out just there because I have, I have obligations now to do so. You know, mm. and again, back to sponsorships, yeah. sponsorships and contracts or um, opportunities, work opportunities are, are linked into putting myself out there. So there's that and, and, but wanting to maintain authenticity in the process, um, the narcissist is just the fact of doing it just where I was used to my Instagram looking like my professional portfolio, like a portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. And using it in that way. And now it's my Instagram is a mix of my portfolio and a whole lot of me, um, you know, with different makeup or skin, you know, different makeup or skin focuses. Um, but one thing that's really come out of it that I'm, I'm, I love is that women who are, um, you know, also wanting to embrace their gray kind of vibe, um, are, you know, reach out to me and thank me for giving them, you know, inspiration to do so, you know, that, or inspiration that you can be in your fifties and still, play with makeup, explore makeup, um, embrace your kind of, you know, artful beauty. 
can I ask you, I know, I don't want you to be, feel narcissistic, but personally, I love to hear about not just what you use on other people, but what you use on yourself. Can I ask you about some of these favorites, not just the things that you've, you love so much, you've now been sponsored and use them all yeah, the time. Yeah. I know you love like the refot tool and things. What else is in like your personal kit? You said you were carrying your kit the other day and I was like, yeah. what is it? Patty's kit? Oh no, that was my work kit. Um, it, Okay. You know, with like with Different. Rifa, with actually with many brands that I, I work with, I reach out to them because I love them so much. Like, hey, I love oh, what okay. you guys do. Like, I'd love to, I'd love to show people that I love what you do. So like Rifa is one of those things. Um, as I mentioned, I love the zip. I also love New Face. Depends on the mood and the day for tools. There's a laser called Lima which is um, extremely expensive, but uh, really effective. I love that. Um, that's the tool realm. With skincare, Augustina Spotter, I have, I've used it since it was launched, and um, it's what I use. Every, I mean, I have one right Wait, here. do you speak German, by the way? You said you were, you, were you born in Germany? I was born in Germany, and um, I okay. lost my German when I was about five, and that's, Kind of a sad story because well, you're I, reconnecting through Augustina Spotter. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I <laughs> I love uh, a skincare brand, an Italian skincare brand called Fortuna. Do you know Fortuna? Yes, oh my I God. actually use it so for my, my baby. They oh, have a yeah. baby line. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, it's like they... ro ro roll on oils and stuff like that. I put one on her to go to sleep. The products are beautiful. They're um, yeah. They're all uh, they're based in Sicily. They're based on olive oils that's grown on the property as well as other botanicals. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Willet is a brand that I've used for. I can't I can't remember not using it. Um, I love I love many things from Willeta. Um there's a brand called Ritual de Fil, which um, I use oh, yeah. their makeup as well as like they just launched this beautiful oil I'm using. I'm looking at my things. Oh, that they're are such here. a finger friendly brand for me. Yes. I feel like they're like, you just mush into their shadows and just sort of like swipe on and it. I feel like you'd be into that, the finger yeah. painting side of you. I love <laughs> to finger paint. Um, COVID's been challenging in working with clients that you're not as apt to use your fingers. You have to hold back a little. Sure. It's been a learning curve. Um, back to products. I love a, a Japanese brand called Suku, um, S-U-Q-Q-U, and they're only available in Asia, the UK, I think some other European territories, not, not in the US, sadly. The most beautiful foundations. Oh my God. That's that's oh, the foundation, foundation. I, I use. Um, Surat Beauty has beautiful things. Um, I mean, of course, you know, my Chanel mascara and various By Chanel the way, things. I have to add that she's peering around. Are we in your, like, studio right now? Because she's looking around no, the room as she tells us this. I filmed last night um, in oh, my... Okay. And I have a bunch of things out. So I'm, like, trying to remember what I pulled out there. Like, I'm looking so I don't forget anyone. I love Victoria Beckham's things. They're beautiful. Oh, what do you like from her line? I like, there's a lip tint. Um, it's not the lipstick, but it's more like a stain. That's really pretty. And it's like, um, it's like a brown, it's the weirdest color before you put it on. You're it like, looks What's like your lip look though. Like? You put it on and it looks like your lip brought up and there's no weight. I love it so much. And her mascara, I just tried that yesterday. That's really beautiful. Um, oh, sounds nice. You know what about fragrance? Are you into fragrance at all, personally? Oh, yes, I am. Um, by Rado. Tell us. 
Bayredo Oud Immortal, um, Bayredo and Mink. Um, I used to wear this one that was like, oh my God, why am I spacing on the name? Ah, it was made to mimic a hash den. I like basically to smell like a dirty hash den. <laughs> very yeah, smoky. Right. Everything's very smoky. Yeah. It's tobacco and it's leather and it's oud and it's patchouli and it's like the earthier, richer. I don't like anything floral and light. I'm like, I want to smell like kind of, yeah, like the earth. <laughs> they all sound like lovely, lovely products. So uh, this has been so fun. I've, I've loved hearing more about your career. We want to do with you, we do this at the end of every interview. I mm-hmm. hope you're up for it. Our Fat Mascara 5. It's just like five speed round kind of questions so people can get to know you better as they, as we finish up the interview. Are you up for it? I am up for it. And honestly, it's the most intimidating part of this, but I'll do my best. Oh, we did <laughs> prep her a little. We did. I don't prep everyone, but I was like, all right, Patty, I'll give you a hint on this. It's like no, whatever comes to your mind, like word association. Okay. okay. No wrong answer. It could change tomorrow. Like you could give different answers tomorrow. Just in the moment, what you're feeling. So first up, what was the first beauty product you ever remember falling in love with? That is so hard. I was really trying to remember. And um, <laughs> like, I don't remember, but I, I think it was some like Calvin Klein something that my mother had or Ultima. I don't remember. Honestly, like oh, it's Ultima not. Ultima 2. Ultima 2. <laughs> I think it was Ultima 2. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I remember like um, those Bonnie Bell lip smackers. Like I sure. couldn't not have that. So maybe Bonnie Bell lip smacker. Okay. What would, do you remember your flavor? Did you, were you like a Dr. Pepper girl? No, I was more like a strawberry kind of girl or okay, yeah, I like it. something I fruity, it. something cherry or fruity. Yeah. Got it. So what is the quality you admire most in others? Um, honesty and uh, straightforwardness. And if there was one rule you wish everybody would follow, what would that rule be? to um, be true to yourself. Goes along with the former answer. I think that makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay, on your playlist right now, if we went on your phone, what would be like the most played song? What are you listening to? I mean, it's of? Erica Badu, and it's probably oh, yes. like Bag Lady because that one <laughs> just really, or Green Eyes, but Erica Badu. Have you ever done sure. her makeup? No, that's, um, she's number oh. one on my list. Oh my God. That I, would be such a, she's like, Celestial queen. I don't know. I feel like sometimes she came from another planet and we're just lucky to have her here. (laughs) She is from another planet. And I understand that planet because I think I live there too. You know, she's a midwife also. What? No. She's a midwife. I mean, I'm not surprised, but like. She's a midwife. You know, let me just be a Grammy winning artist and also a midwife on the side. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, wait. Okay, last. Wait, wait. Actually, let me, let me just correct (laughs) myself, Erica, if I'm wrong. She's either a doula or a midwife. Oh, okay. Uh, um, we will fact check that oh, and put it on the blog. Oh, please fact check it, but... <laughs> no problem. I mean, I'm too old to have a baby, but if I was young enough to have another baby, I would want her to be my midwife slash doula for sure. Oh my God, we should add that question. If you if you got to choose your midwife or doula, who would it be? <laughs> yeah. I okay, gave birth question. at home. I gave birth to my daughter at home. So I'm I very actually much, know about yeah. that you because I've read some article once and I was like, Patty's such a badass. <laughs> uh, okay. So last question. If there was to be a movie made about your life, who would narrate it? Okay. So that's the intimidating question. <laughs> and that's okay. the one I was like, oh my God, I'm mortified to even think about this. But in... Um, 
and I, I must say, I, I, um, <sighs> okay. So Laura Dern. Oh, one of your, why is that mortifying? Um, I don't know. I mean, a movie made about my life. What does my life have to do? Oh, like, it's not movie it worthy. <laughs> it's not movie worthy. There was that like, ooh. But um, Laura, because her and I share the same spiritual path. And so she really understands me and what I, uh, my beliefs are and my practices because they're, we're, we're very similar. And we actually met like in the, early 90s at a meditation ashram, um, which I've got to say, I forgot. And she reminded me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed that I met you and I don't remember, but you remember meeting me. Oh, weird. Um, So yeah, it would be Laura. And because also it's Laura Dern. I mean, and that voice. Not only someone who gets you personally, who's a voice actor like well, unparalleled. Who's so, an yeah. unparalleled actor, period, period yeah. the end, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just picturing some of her characters in some of the shows and movies <laughs> she's been in and that being your narrator, and I love it already. It's an excellent Yeah, because I can be a little wild and crazy and maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> he- what was the character's name in... Um, in um... Not Big Little Lies, yeah. not her. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, she's like, she doesn't take anything from anyone. So that's good. Um, this was so fun. I like your path. I want to be on your path and your planet as well, along with Erica and Laura, me and Jess will be there. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. It's a this long time coming and it took a pandemic yeah. for us to virtually yeah. be together. And yeah. Get this is one of those perks is like this virtual system isn't always so great, but we get to chat with people like you. So this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Keep doing it. It's so great. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, everyone. It's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.